I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily. I'm with Gareth. Hi, and um, you can text us on eight twelve fifteen about anything, mm. anything really. This week's theme I'm thinking is the uh, the fishing industry in Scandinavia <laughs> as a general topic. Mm. But That's you a can broaden you can broaden that. <laughs> That's one of my speech topics for my speech radio personality of the year <laughs> test. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. So, um, I just confessed, actually, on, while that record was playing, I, I just um, lowered myself and confessed that I was slightly disappointed that my name isn't in the list of celebrities that were phone hacked by the news right. of the world. I feel slightly snubbed. Oh, I mean, Andy Gray, not me. What's, what's happened to my career? <laughs> yeah, so... Um, yeah, it's, it's it's odd the things that could hurt your feelings yeah, in life. Yeah, that is very strange. Oh, I feel so unhacked this morning. <laughs> well, uh, unlike Inzamir Ulhak, mm. um, the cricketer, who must feel well, hacked every very day, hacked, really. Yeah. Yeah, he's hacked off, he should be. Yeah. So, um, yes, I um, I tell you what, let's, uh, let us begin. I had, I had visitors this week. I don't often have visitors. What? But Sounds like aliens. No, you? no, no, not aliens. Oh. Um, that I think I would have told you earlier. <laughs> I couldn't have held it back to the show if I'd had aliens. Obviously, I'd have linked it to the news of the world, thinking this could be it. <laughs> could be my moment. No, um, Who are you well, visiting? Well, my, my girlfriend um, was away. Um, you, you, some of you uh, may know. No. <laughs> not those sort of visitors. No, no, not those sort of visitors. Oh, <laughs> winning. Charlie Sheen type <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went a bit winning around your way. Now, well, my, as you may, may know, my, my girlfriend's sister's been living with us recently. And uh, the two of them went off to the weekend for the weekend with Sandy Mason, their mom. Yeah. Uh, they weren't at Aintree, were they? No, no. This was uh, that's this weekend. Oh. No, <laughs> um, they went to, because it was Mother Mother's. Um, oh yeah. Well, Mother's mm. weekend. It seems. Mothering Sunday. So, they, so I was on my own. So I thought visitors would be nice. So David Badil and his family came. Oh visiting. yeah, I'm familiar with their work. Yeah, and um, the novelist. I think I'm going to call him that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The novelist came round. And filmmaker. And filmmaker, but novelist sounds better. I like okay. the idea nowadays, if, if I have a visitor, it could be a novelist. Mm. Yeah. In the old days, when my mates used to say, uh, shall I come round your house, we can have a DOS. <laughs> which used to, we used to book time in which we sat around and did nothing. I'd come round, I'd come on the afternoon, we can just DOS. <laughs> so, um... Dave came round. We had a bit of a dos, but it's um, it's slightly different nowadays because he's got he's got children who are very oh, lovely. Oh, but did he bring I, the kids? I'm not used to children in the house because no. I am barren as a brick. <laughs> um, Can I just say, Frank, your property isn't very child friendly. No, it isn't, and because no. I don't have children in the house, I, I keep I've discovered I. I keep all my collectibles at knee level. Mm. That's yeah. a mistake when the children yeah. arrive. You don't want to... Especially the bear traps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're not set, kids. though. <laughs> Never set. It okay. kills the springs. <laughs> <laughs> the, you, you, you'll knock the resale value um, down considerably. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I, I find that when I have um, friends come around with children... I'm, I love children, don't get me wrong, but mm. I, obviously I'm not used to... I always think they'll be up to mischief. Mm. Yes. You see, it's a bit like I was thinking about this. It's a bit like imagine if you met a couple of friends in Dallas in 1963 for a cup of tea in a cafe, and just over your shoulder or all over their shoulder, you're aware of the assassination of John F. Kennedy, mm-hmm. and you're not involved with it exactly, but you can hear, you know, gunfire, the odd sirens, maybe a maybe an eyebrow splats against the window. <laughs> And so you're not... It's going on over there, but that's all you can think about. That's the nature of your anxiety. And when you're talking to friends and you can hear their children (laughs) in an adjoining room, you think, what the hell (laughs) is going on? And and, and I get anxious. And I was already beating myself up for the fact that I don't keep orange squash in the house as a matter of course. I mean, who keeps squash at my age? You should keep some child-friendly drinks. Did you have any toys for them? 
Oh, well, I don't have... Why would I have toys? Oh, I always keep toys. Do you really? Yeah, in case there's a kiddie um, mm. visitor. In case they get in. You can <laughs> just open the front door, throw the toys out as they run, close the door behind them. But I'm not even, I'm not even sure what age group, you, you know. Oh. I mean... Just get some Polly Pockets <laughs> and a Sylvanian family. Uh, That's yeah. all you need. I'm thinking I might knock up a sandpit. <laughs> what do you say? Yeah, nice. Yeah, I'd like one of those. You know those things you get in early learning centre that's just like balls in the top. <laughs> yeah. <if you're> going. <laughs> I like yeah. have a ballroom. I like the idea. Is that yeah? I mm. could have a ballroom, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm thinking I might. Uh, I ought to get something. I've, I did feel. I also thought maybe I will keep squash. I like the idea that of having a mm. soft drink in the house that I can determine the strength of. Yes. You know, some days I think, no, I'm, I'm going to go halfway up the glass with the squash, and some days I'm happy for it to just colour the water. You've had years of practice of determining strength. Yeah, indeed. Um, so what I what I did, luckily, they discovered that we've got a treadmill in our house. Oh, that's a nice toy. Wow. Yeah. It's not an 18th century job um, that I bought in an antique fair. It's, it's, a, mm. it's a modern running machine, which okay. my girlfriend uses quite a lot, and I've used about five times. Mm. And my dog uses if its bottom is completely itchy and it can't get out of the house. <laughs> oh. um, so they went on that, and it was it was turned out to be a brilliant thing because the thing is with kids they're bursting with energy, yeah. but after four hours on the treadmill, <laughs> it just you know just takes the sting out of them. I don't wow. think that's a very suitable toy. Well, they were loving it. Were you and David in the room when they were on the treadmill? Did you leave them to their no, own devices? No, we could just hear the of little feet, the pitter-patter of little feet, and then quite a lot of heavy breathing, and then a sort of a squealed, how do you switch this off? But then we left them for another couple of hours after that. <laughs> Seemed to be fine. Uh, we had to go out and hold out um, cups of water for them after two hours. <laughs> They're very hard to get off a speeding treadmill, I've discovered. Isn't that like life? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Philosophy early on. I've always said there isn't enough of that on Absolute Radio. I think Vicky Blight was going to do uh, behaviourism this morning. I don't know really? if she'll take that into a, a later show. <laughs> um, she said she might do the Gnostics. Oh. We'll see how it goes. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, we've had a text in from 796. <laughs> Frank, you must invest in a trampoline. Great for kids and adult fun too. Oh, I don't like the adult fun bit at the end of it. It's a bit sleazy. I don't know. I can see me on there in me stocking feet. <laughs> but you don't have a garden, do you? I don't have a garden. You've got a balcony. And yeah. I don't like the idea of trampoline on a balcony. Well, I'm on the 11th floor. <laughs> yeah. That's what I call trampoline. Like, I could put the trampoline on the pavement below. See how well you'd come up. Oh, yeah. If there's any no, uh, physics students Cut down listening. your travel time in the morning. Yeah. By a lot. Well, it depends how long the test stop bouncing. Yeah. Uh, you'd get to look, I reckon, you'd get to look through everyone's window in the whole block. Mm. Oh, you'd get a good view. Because the way our flats are designed, I can only see into the windows mm. on, the, on the block opposite. I can't see into my own block. I'm thinking of setting up a series of mirrors <laughs> on the opposite block. The opposite block, isn't that, uh, rings a bell, that? What's opposite lock? What does that mean? I don't know. a job in Birmingham in the 1970s yeah. called the opposite Very lock. I'm not sure if I'd be able to help you out with that. <laughs> well, you know, Terikakura. I, I yeah. throw them all in there. Um, I had, um, I was sent a free gift this week. Oh, Ooh. lovely. I love an anecdote that begins that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's called, it's a book, and it's called Celebrities' Favourite Books. It's a it's a charity thing. It's all um, um, a good cause. And is, it, is it your new favourite book? No. Oh. But and some people, some celebrities do say very nice things about the book. This book, uh, for oh. example, and was it Anthea? No, Jane Torville, OBE. Oh, apparently. she's quite a good celebrity. Yeah, I think this book is most interesting. It says. Oh, strange <laughs> review. Yeah, I was fascinated <laughs> to find out what other people's favourites were. It gave me some ideas of books I might like, like to read in the future. She <laughs> summed up the whole concept yeah. of the favourite celebrity books, and she found it most interesting <laughs> in a fabulous. 
fabulous prime of Miss Jean Brody. Kind what of what would have been better if she said, it helped me decide from the celebrities I truly hate which books I should avoid for all my life. That would have been I like the way. idea that, that Jane Torvin, now as she gets a little older, mm. and, and another series of Dancing on Ice comes to a close, she's thinking, I'll do a bit of reading. Why not? What, yeah. Catch up on a bit of reading. Finds it most interesting. Yeah, I'll take her. <laughs> Don't judge her for I'll it. I'll be off to Waterstones in the morning. So what were some, some of their selectiones? Oh, well... Um, uh, there's all sorts. Tony Benn, for example. You know Tony Benn, Labour MP? Mm. There's no Tony Hadley, uh, but it's OK. No, I always think of him as a left-wing voice in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And um, he says... The Jordan's Gu- new book? No. Jordan, no. Guinness Book of Records. <laughs> <laughs> Favourite book of all time. It's not even a book. It's, a, it's, it's an ever-expanding, <laughs> organically growing, living creature, the Guinness Book of Records. <laughs> So the, the Guinness Book of Records he loves probably got Roger Bannister, fastest man on the planet. <laughs> yeah. But he says, here's what he says about it. It's a, it's a good quote from Tony, but I can't do the voice. Uh, no. I don't think I can. It shows... Uh, no, I can't. <laughs> it's always good to check just in case yes. you can do an impression no. naturally. Yeah. It says, it shows how much each of us can achieve. The Guinness Book of Records. <laughs> each of us? Yeah, it doesn't, does it? Oh, I'm like, yeah. No. World shortest man, No. Something I couldn't achieve. <laughs> Most voracious ants. I think we could. Probably not. Wait, we could make you world shortest <laughs> man. I'll get the saw. <laughs> what, I don't want... I don't want Tony Ben Tony Ben giving young children ambitions to be the world's <laughs> most voracious ant. <laughs> ambitions they can never fulfil. They can only give them a life of frustration. A N T or A U N T? What is it? No, no, I don't okay. say. I don't say that for uh, aunt, aunt. Aunt. Noel Edmonds. Oh, now hang on. I'm just going to settle down by the fireside. <laughs> yeah. One of my favourite celebrities. Yes. Right. Uh, having just said, down. having said earlier, in his, he wrote a bit more than anyone else. Having oh. already oh. said, already said, and I right. quote: "I'm a huge fan of Jeremy Clarkson." <gasps> Can you believe I read on? <laughs> That's what I'll Everyone do for this show. Everyone keep going, keep going. <laughs> keep going. Keep going, keep going, Gareth, stop it. He chose um, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, was Noel Edmonds' book. Wow. He didn't. Yeah. Oh, well, he, he likes cosmic ordering. He likes yes. planet-based things. No, does does he realise it's a metaphor <laughs> and not an actual theory? <laughs> oh, no. Surely he realises no evidence of life on either planet. <laughs> Uh, well, he uh, also chose Wind in the Willows, which about 70% of the celebrities chose Wind in the Willows. Oh, I'll tell you, Jane Torvald, OBE, <laughs> better settle down for a summer with Ratty and Moley. <laughs> that is, I can remember my dad reading me that, and I suppose... I believe that's what she point. calls her breasts. <laughs> <laughs> No, I like the mispronunciation. It's most interesting, I find it. (laughs) A lovely woman, but slightly poor sign, I've always thought. (laughs) This is Frank Skinner. Absolute. Radio. Killers, human. We've Uh, had a human getting in touch with us, Frank. Oh, glad, thank God it wasn't a killer. Mm. No, it's Eddie the cabbie. Oh, I like the sound of him. Oh, it could be a killer. (laughs) That's true. Morning, Frank. I'm loving the fall. Please tell me the best fall album to buy. Cheers, Eddie the Cabby. Oh, well, we've been asked this many times, uh, Eddie, but I'm always happy to share. I think it's, it's, it's an album, it's a double album called 50,000 Fall Fans Can't Be Wrong. And it's, it's, it's a fabulous first taster across about 20 years of fall glory. Lovely. That's what I'm saying. Um, we've had Morning All. Opposite lock is what you do with the steering wheel on a car whilst drifting. Oh. Um, because you said what opposite lot was that's what's Jed drifting what, is, what, what, what kind of driving is that drifting I think when you're is it going around a corner oh is that and then when you kind of slide out I'm drifting doesn't sound good in connection no. with the car does it no it doesn't I think it's sort of racing and it's um, Jed's birthday so he said can I have a happy birthday no well, I don't we, think so we don't do we that, don't do that no. I love your strange no, no, rules your yeah. gaff, your rules. Hi, Frank and team. I've just been overtaken on the M1 by a car with a sticker in the back saying, follow me, I'm off to watch the Keeley Cougars in action. Frank, mm. do you think I should? Number 208. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I think, yes. No one ever takes those stickers, literally. I think you should follow that person, <laughs> park behind them at wherever the Keeley Cougars is. I imagine it's five or six middle-aged women hanging around yeah. a teenage yeah. football <laughs> uh, match. I'll see you later, guys. Yeah, wouldn't it be great to... <laughs> To follow. Oh, oh just brilliant. do it. 
Go for it, 208. Hi, lads and lass. Um, quick question. Would you rather have a time machine or a teleporter from Ginge in Sutton Coalfield? Hi, Ginge. Ooh. A to- oh. time machine or teleporter? It's, it's, a, it's a tricky one. Isn't it? If I had a time machine, of course, I could recreate um, Goodnight Sweetheart, the uh, popular sitcom. <laughs> You could. <laughs> with, uh, with Nicholas Lind- Nick Lindus, they call him in the tray. Is it? F- very bitter, I think, about the fact that Del Boy is seen as the primary character. But we won't go into that. I do not want to gossip. But you could do... You know what he does in that show is he goes back into the past mm. and, and writes Beatles songs in 1950 and yes. stuff. And he just hangs out in a bar all the time. I've seen that show. He doesn't do anything with his time. What he does is cross-decade plagiarism. Yeah. I mean, that's the basis mm. of the show. I could do that with comedy. I could go back mm. to the 50s and uh, do David Brent's dance, for mm. example. Imagine that. Yeah. Maybe I'll go for that the teleporter. Well, you could sort of use the time machine as a teleporter if you just did a very small amount of time. That's true. To well, if you were going for the so international clever. date line. I love that he's so clever. If you like for the time, like, if you allow for the time zones, yeah. mm. there's got to be a certain yeah. amount of time travel in teleporting anyway. Can I be honest? Teleporter overrated. It's just like getting a cab. What difference? <laughs> or get on a plane. What's so great about it? Time machine's much better. I like that with the uh, the pension rises this week. They they uh, they said it was a uh, you know there's going to be a flat rate 140 quid. They said there's going to mm. be uh, it's a, a pension for the 21st century. That described it. Mm. The 21st century hasn't turned out anywhere near as exciting and space age <laughs> as I hoped it would be. It's about 140 quid a week for old people. Where's the hover cars? Yeah. Where is my hover? Anyway, meanwhile, back at the celebrity's favourite books. That is, is, this is my favourite book of this week. Mm. Someone sent me, and it's a book where celebrities pick their favourite books. We've had yeah. Noel Edmonds. We've had Noel Edmonds and Tony Benn. Mm. Some will completely shock you. What about this? Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment, chosen by Eunice Stubbs. <laughs> wow. I personally didn't see that coming. <laughs> oh, me little intellectual Aunt Sally. <laughs> yeah. And, but my favourite one of yeah. all of them, and uh, well, obviously, Ken Barlow did choose The Philosophy of the Silver Birch. Right? Did he? Which I think he's probably sent the wrong email. I think that's, he's probably ordering a spanking movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, apparently, it's a book of um, mystical philosophy. And um, Ken Barlow. Oh, it doesn't strike me as the typeframe. Ken Barlow. Is that, what's his real name? Uh, Will, uh, William oh, yeah. Roach. Will, William Roach. Bill. William. Bill. We call him in the trade, Bill. Do you? Mm. I call him uh, Willero Rocher. <laughs> That's what I call him after the chocolates. <laughs> well, Willero Rocher, uh, a.k.a. Ken Barlow, yeah. chooses Philosophy of the Silver Birch, and he says, if everyone were to follow its teachings, all the problems of the world would be solved in an instant. Really? Of course, that would throw him out of work. Because what would Coronation Street mm. be about? With no yeah. problems, no. It's terrible. I feel he's trapped, isn't he, in, in Ken Barlow? Mm. He hasn't had an awful lot of other work, let's be frank. There was no room for it. But he's, <laughs> if he's a philosopher of that kind of... I imagine a very low-rent philosopher, uh, Willero Rocher. I, imagine, I think he's like those philosophers you get in a manuel. Who's, you know, the, remember those sex movies from the 70s when there'd be a bloke in a white linen suit and say stuff like, making love is like dancing among the stars. That kind of very low-rent philosopher. Gareth said that to me the other day. Yeah, yeah. that's how I'm seeing Bill Rose. But can is I just... Dancing with the stars and American like dancing on ice type thing Sydney I, ballroom yeah mm, could be mm-hmm. I think it is um, I'm uh, it. oh we're back to uh, James Orville OBE <laughs> yeah um, OBE one Kenobi I think they call her in the trade so my favourite one anyway I'm going to read this one verbatim because it's very short this is this is um Dickie Bird. Do you know who Dickie Bird is? Oh, the cricket. Gareth? Yes, Ethan? I do. He's, he's my sports test, you know, if cricket, Gareth. Um, umpire or commentator? Yes. Um, umpire Harold Bird is what they oh, used okay. to call him officially, but Dickie Bird, retired cricket umpire. And this is, this is Dickie's bit, right? He says, my favourite book is my autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> this book was a huge success when first published, and it was the best-selling sports book in history. 
<laughs> I, I don't know if he's quite entered into the charity <laughs> nature no. of this. Oh, oh. I can certainly recommend this book to anyone who's interested, not only in cricket, oh. but in other people's lives. Oh, <laughs> yeah. disgusting. He's not interested in other people's no, lives. No, he's interested in his life and the selling thereof. I've That's really, really gone off him. <laughs> oh, God. I really have. That's really have changed you? my opinion of him. I thought he was a sweet old man. Wouldn't no, he's, he's, maybe he's a, it is he he's maybe quite an old man. Very money-grabbing. <laughs> I think it's unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Recommending your own book and then not just naming it, but going on about it. Can't shut up about it, Dickie. Oh, and the other oh, people's Dickie. lives. <laughs> if you're interested in other people's bank accounts, buy my book. <laughs> anyway, we'd like you to text it. Let's do ever texting. I'm doing an official yeah, announcement. Yes. Okay. Have you ever bought anything because of a celebrity, because a celebrity's recommend, or just done anything because of a celebrity recommendation of mm. any kind? I have, actually. I, I um... What? Oh, I don't like where this is going. It <laughs> no, sounds... no. I saw Jane Middlemiss do a um, knees-folded handstand on um, Celebrity Love Island, and I did two years of yoga. As a, is that as a one really? Yeah, that's what that's what inspired me. So um, I've got one involving Leslie Ash. Well, hold that back. Okay. If it's fat lips, you can keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. <laughs> Have we had contact from the outside world? Didn't um didn't mean to catch you out. It's pronounced. Pr- it's pronounced. <laughs> sorry, it's pronounced Keith Lee Cougars. Not Keely Cooper. Oh, it's Keith Lee oh, in Yorkshire, is it? Oh, I'm sorry, oh, guys. Silly. Okay. <laughs> oh, Keith Lee. Oh, that's very, that's very uh, rugby league, isn't it? I, I, I can't apologise enough. I imagine they're rugby league, Keith Lee Cougars. Oh, I'll see, mm. I'll see him down there. Yeah. Maybe don't follow them after all. No. Um, Be old drinking games and I bazimbar, I bazimbar, I bazimbar, zimbaye. Hold them down, you Zulu warriors, naked men on tables, eating biscuits, if you know what I'm saying. What else? Opposite lock is what you do when reversing anything with a trailer on it. Steve in King George's Hospital, Romford. Well, he's a good man to take driving advice from, <laughs> by the sound of it. See, I'm trying to... I, I just used the phrase earlier, opposite lock. I'm pretty convinced it used to be a club. I think I've been to it mm. in Birmingham, but I, you know what it is? I might have invented the whole thing. Well, it's funny you should say that, because you've just had a text in about it. Oh, yeah? Hi, Frank. Opposite Lock Club in Birmingham was just off Broad Street near the Rum Runner. <laughs> Near the Rum Runner, where they used to sit in big barrels. Yes, of course. Yeah, um, I remember the, um, it was like a, fo- a footprint, you know, the, like in Robinson Crusoe, the footprint on the beach, that was the symbol of the oh, Rum Runner. It? This is fascinating stuff for our listeners. Mm. Well, this is from Ian. He also remembers Holy City Zoo, and of course, I'm sure you know JB's Club in Dudley. Oh, <laughs> Who doesn't know JB's? Holy City Zoo was owned by Andy Gray. What's it? Really? Yeah. Oh. Mm, that's that stopped you in your tracks. <laughs> and speaking of the footprints, I remember a picture of him in the Birmingham Evening Mail, and he go walking barefoot down Broadstreet, and it said, oh, "What about this?" Eh? It says million pound footballer walking barefoot when there could be glass and dog mess about. Mm-hmm. Glass and dog mess was a big double act at the time, <laughs> working the clubs, and they used to stamp on people's feet for a practical joke. <laughs> Isn't that what Jane Torvald calls that on there? No, no. <laughs> No, that's what um, Christopher <laughs> Dean calls. Oh. <laughs> no, calls his feet. I was going to say that would have yeah. been all right. <laughs> um, Do you want to hear how I was inspired by Leslie Ash? We were talking about celebrities inspiring us yes. through that book. So well, I, that's this morning's texting. Yeah. Is things that a celebrity said or done that's inspired you to go and do I mean, something sure or someone, buy something or I'm sure someone will text in about that any minute. Yeah. Well, mine, Frank was I read an article with Leslie Ash and she said in order to stop her eating the kids' leftovers, she used to squirt a load of washing up liquid all over the food. Oh, spi- food spoiling, yeah, I've heard yeah, of that, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. I do that now. <laughs> That's <laughs> a lovely what, what story, kids? isn't it? <laughs> what kids are we talking about, Em? No, just any food. OK, like yeah. in a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think... Uh, no, but if uh, there's cake oh, and I, I don't see. want to eat it, so it's like, put it in the bin, just get rid of it. Yeah. Or put washing up liquid on it, stop eating it. So you don't eat it out of the bin? Yeah. So it's um, it's what we call an eating disorder Saturday <laughs> here on Absolute Radio. If you've got any terrible and dark eating disorder That's anecdotes, just rock, send them rolling in on 8 12 
Frank Skinner. Bot Rogers feeder. Mm. No, I met Bot Rogers, his feeder. <laughs> Seedy yeah. character he was. Mm, yeah. Really piled on the weight. Yeah, he's, he's killed Bot Rogers, firstly. <laughs> it's all about control with those people. Mm. It's, not, it's not about or affection. just use some washing up liquid. That's all I'm going to say, Buck. Well, of course. <laughs> Do as Leslie did. Um, Frank, talking of being inspired by oh, celebrities... Oh, the thing I did... Oh, yeah, sorry, carry on. Well, it's from um, 060... Many years ago, on the first Celebrity Big Brother, Anthea Turner showed Vanessa Felt how to put a cover on a duvet by turning it inside out. I've done it that way ever since. <laughs> I vaguely remember good. that, and Do I think it might have slightly inspired me as well. See, it's amazing, is it, where you can get this? Mm. I read that Elvis Presley always had his steak well done. Mm. So when I went down to sophisticated London for the first time, mm. somebody asked, said, how do you want your steak? I just said, well done. I've said it, like, I've said it ever since. You also, when you first came to London, parked at Wembley because you didn't think you could drive in central London. Collindale. Collindale. Yeah, I invented basically the congestion charge <laughs> 20 Why years earlier. You drove to Collindale. Why did you pick Collindale? I, 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 I just, it was, the, it was like the nearest tube station to Birmingham I, I worked out, I think. And I, I was terrified of the idea of driving in central London. I thought I might run over a beef eater. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it was heavy. Heavily laden with beef eaters of men in bowler hats. <laughs> um, Jane from the King's... The only beef eater oh. ever seen is a big bear, big teddy bear, mm. outside Hanley's in a, in a beef eater outfit. Not quite the right thing no, at all. Real. Oh, yeah. Robbish. I know those ones. Um, hello, Frank and the gang. When work, working at HMV in the late 90s, Paul Young came into the store. I recommended an Emmylou Harris album to him, which he subsequently bought. So that's someone who's... He influenced, yeah, influenced a celebrity. That's Jane from King's Heath. Fabulous. Mm. Mm. It's a good job they didn't have a hat standing there. He could have been there for months. <laughs> <laughs> she did say. I also asked where his hat was. Oh, oh. I was doing. I was you one, pair of jokers. One of the few job interviews <laughs> I ever had in my life. Um, I was sitting talking. To, there was only two candidates. It was a job I was never going to get. At some, um, it was a sort of a part-time teaching post. And the other guy was really experienced and that, but I hated him instantly. Just from the look of him, I could have spat in his face. Fire, if I had that capacity. Anyway, he said he didn't want to talk in the room, and I thought, oh, I'll make a bit of conversation. I said, where are you from? And he said, well, you know, wherever I hang my hat. Oh. And oh. I said, God. I said, um, what hat? <laughs> <laughs> Deliberately. And oh. he went... Well, no, it's, it's, it's like a saying, and he, he crumbled. He absolutely oh, crumbled. he crumbled. Yeah, he got the jump, though. <laughs> he keep the jump, and he's stupid, non-hat. <laughs> Next! <laughs> We've had some lovely emails in during the week, this one. Um, oh, good! From Julia Knight. She said, I've been listening to the show for nigh on a year now, and I've heard text to the show read out as, this is from 106, or thank you, 439, and I've always thought that these were specially assigned listener numbers. That must have been one, <laughs> <laughs> or given out in a previous show. Yeah, we did. We did that quite a lot. The list of the numbers. Yeah, thing. yeah the, the competition, the, the big old competition. Well, the last show we ever have, ever have will just be one enormous tombola. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be payback time for all our lovely listeners. Yeah. No, it's because some people, for some reason, they don't want to put their names yeah. on the text, so we have to we have to read the, the last three digits. And now it's caught on like wildfire. Everyone's doing it. Really? Can I say that now? I've said digits. I do feel like I. I've finally become a DJ at last, <laughs> rather than numbers. I've actually said digits. Also, Julia, what you've done is you've done an... Julie, can Ju I just say, Ju Julie? Yeah, they're sorry. very touchy Julies and Julius. Oh, they're so oh, they're touchy. Indeed. Oh, God. And um, Mayor Giuliani as well from uh, <laughs> New York. I met him and called him Julie, Julia. He got <laughs> everything like about it. He said three strikes and, 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 you, mm. and you're out. Yeah. Um, she's also done an idiotic eureka moment, which is part of the show that she's... Oh, she has, yeah, yeah because she didn't realise yeah. what the number... Yeah, oh. she's, she's, she's multifaceted, uh, oh, Julie. Mm. Julie, Julia. Julie. What Ju number Julie should we Knight. give? Should, we'll give her 820. Yeah, that's her number. Yeah. Okay, oh, right, I've told uh, everyone now. 820. And let's have a special uh, Julie night. Mm. Okay. She called Julie Knight. Well, what does that involve? Julie that Knight. Yeah. We'll have a Julie Knight. It'll be like no. Crystal Nacht. <laughs> we'll march through the streets of London uh, holding aloft um, burning torches and, and set fire yeah. to that big beef eater bear outside Hanley's. <laughs> I'm sick of the sight of the, that, that damn critter. This is Frank Skinner.
on Absolute Radio. Max Clifford's on the telly. Um, just come out the shower, I'd say. <laughs> unless, unless he's overgelled. Or maybe maybe arrived by sewer he's, at this location. He's wet. He looks wet. He's eschewed the jacket because he loves a jacket normally. Well, it's summery. And I'll tell you something. His garden fence could do with uh, a bit of a creosote. Yes. If he's not careful, he's going to get weather damage on that before he knows where he is. <laughs> oh, Clifford, he's got his head in the stars. That's it, literally, often. What I'm pleased for him, the hair's gone white, white as a sheet, Frank, <laughs> but the brows are still reassuringly mm. caramel. Yeah, it's, that, it's that thing when the eyebrows hold on for grim life to youth. <laughs> they can be independent creatures at the best of times. You can text us on 8.12.15 if you know any secrets about Max Clifford that we can expose. I think it's about time there was a little bit of payback in that department. No, not exactly. really. I'm sure he's lived a life unblemished by scandal. Frank, talking of um, being inspired by celebrities we were earlier, and we've had another fan of the Anthea Dubey cover system. It's a, mm. This is the only the only <laughs> influence any celebrities has had on the, all this thing about a celebrity culture. The, the one effect it's had is that people now do yeah. di- mm. different duvet um, yeah, fittings. Zero one seven morning. We too put our duvet cover on by turning it inside out. We call it doing an Anthea. Mm. <laughs> And also, she's my called... sister married a bloke for his money, and we called it doing an Anthea <laughs> as well. <laughs> also, she's called Anthea Turner, and she turns. Oh, that's oh. unbelievable! It's almost as if she was destined to turn <laughs> duvet. She said that in her pocket. I think you know, thinking if things she's had go a wrong. In a pocket. <laughs> What's she wearing? Some sort of clown trousers. <laughs> I'd like to see. I actually yeah. quite like Anthea. I don't think she married that bloke no. for his money. If she did, he went bankrupt, didn't he? Shortly yeah. afterwards. So that oh, was good. I um, like her. Um, so did you see in the paper, um, where there was talk about, because um, they're trying to improve social mobility, the Tories. Yes. Um, <laughs> I imagine. Well, let that, yes, let's say that they <laughs> yes, are. Yes, they are. And um, people have said that they're all very hypocritical because basically all of them have got where they are today by people helping them out in some way, usually family members. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think we can't talk too much about any specifics because local d- elections are coming up. And oh, so we're oh we went to, very yeah, political, we're not, Frank. We're, I like we're that. We're not allowed to express any um, Who any cares bias about the local elections. <laughs> Everyone no, does. But Gareth we went to... very news night, which I quite like. <laughs> no, okay, that was good. <laughs> Found it very alluring. Mm. I like it when he goes hard news. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very very happy not to talk about anything to do with the local elections <laughs> on any level. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I can almost smell the primary school at the very thought of it when you have to go in and vote with your terrible black pencil. People thinking men are not give them too sharp a biro mm. sort of people. That, oh, that's strange. So, yeah, so um, connections. So I wondered what we thought about connections because <coughs> I think we've all come from very different places in life. Yeah. Oh, I'm liking this. Social this is like Jerry Springer's closing thought. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying an awful lot here. <laughs> and I wondered what our attitude towards using yeah. connections. I wonder what my attitude is. Take a while, guess. You must have. Uh, Frank, over to you first, please. You must have one or two. I was just trying to think if, if my family had any connections <laughs> which have benefited me, and you, and yeah, sure enough, um, I did get a summer job at my mum's factory. Did you? Because she put a word in. She worked in a glass factory. Not a not a glass factory. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be prepared to work anywhere where throwing stones was prohibited. <laughs> um, no, she worked in a factory that, that made glass, and, mm. and she got me a labouring. I must have told you about when I was labouring at the... For all these middle-aged, middle-aged women who used to say terrible oh, things. Oh, yeah, no, I think... They went, to see, um, they went to see a male stripper oh. one night, and I, I next day I thought... Well, on the Monday, they'd been on the weekend. This is, this is bear in mind, about 15 women. And um, I said, how was, um, how was the male stripper? And this woman said, disgusting. <laughs> and uh, she said, ignore her. She said, uh, he put his what's in her, Tia Maria. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, what kind of a night was it that such oh. unhygienic things went on? Horrible didn't 80s male you see, stripper. We didn't, we didn't oh. have those little cocktail umbrellas in those days. <laughs> We had to make do and mend. <laughs> um, I'm going to I'm going to play the fall, and then we can. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think we should put aside two hours for when Emily tells us about <laughs> her <laughs> connections. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. That's the fall. US eighties, nineties. Hmm. 
Eight Earls, Nine Earls. That became a sort of a total Tourette's of mine when I first heard this song. Yeah. I went around all the time going, Welcome to the Eight Earls, Nine Earls. <laughs> Still occasionally. Whenever anyone mentions a decade, I'm liable to go. But I'll be all right. Um, Frank, we've had celebrity inspiration. Oh. This is from Chris and Mark at Harborough. Gareth- what kind of bed making is this? <laughs> <laughs> Gareth has inspired me to try and be more simple. Oh, Chris Mark nice. at Harborough. Mm. I like to think I inspire people to a life of simplicity. Is that what he meant? Like some, I imagine so, like oh, okay. some of Assisi. <laughs> oh, yeah. and you've got the Franciscan hoodie on today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, it's a, it's a compliment because he considers me a celebrity. <laughs> it's the first time that's happened. I think the whole thing is dripping in irony and it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's in one way a text slap in the face. Oh. I could be wrong. Mm. Wow. I'm all right with it if it is. Don't get yeah. me wrong. It's all a bit of leg pulling. Yes. But you you go down the Amish route, Gar, because yeah. that sounds like this. I, like I might go down the Amish route actually this <laughs> afternoon. It's a bit. There's less traffic. Okay, <laughs> you can get stuck behind a wagon, but at least there's no moustaches. That's what I like about yes. the Amish. They like a beard, but they will not have a moustache. They like a little pudding bowl haircut as well. Oh man, sort of Agincourt hair. But that, that's a good thing. When you're shaving, you've got a nice straight line to work against. Sometimes I'm, I'm, you know, I'm nipping and tucking around the sideburns. I can't be bothered, whereas they can. They could use... Well, I'll tell you I think Gareth looks quite Amish. Chambry shirts and braces. You can see it now. Yeah, no, no he's, he looks like... In ten years' time, he'll look like the bloke from American Gothic holding yeah. a pitchfork. You know that famous painter? <laughs> Yeah, he's on the way there. We were talking about um, connections, this idea oh, that, great. Um, that people shouldn't <laughs> yes. get on. I mean, some people, imagine, for example, coming straight out of college and your first job interview is with the Director General of the BBC. Could that happen? Could anyone have that level of connections? Shut up! Emily! Shut up! <laughs> it was wasn't a job interview. I can't believe you said that. It wasn't a job interview. No, was I it? just. It was just a sort of you know a go see. <laughs> a go see. Oh. The director. I can't get a meeting with the director general of the BBC, and I have put twenty five years of my life into this business. Well, it didn't help me. We just no, sort of had a nice didn't. chat. It didn't help you. Here you are. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, didn't what help. Was yeah. the, what was his advice? <laughs> You're not even on the BBC. <laughs> Ended up in commercial radio. <laughs> not that I, not anything wrong. You didn't say something awful, did you? No, I just I I mean I tried not to abuse my. Co- I do have some contacts. Okay, mm. I do have yes, some contacts. I accept that. Um, in certain areas, but it's only because they're in one area. They're in mm. like the media or something. So if you had wanted to go into preaching, that's where yes. your parents. Well, I do, yeah, I think the doors would I, have been open. For yeah, them. and if I wanted to go into sheet metal work, <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing is that you. I didn't want to go into sheet metal work. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it as a profession. It just wasn't for me. Yeah, that's fine. I no, remember I, that moment when I told my dad, "Dad, I don't think I'm going to go into sheet metal work." It was a bit of a tense moment. <laughs> Oh, well, we'll say no more about it. No, no I, did you have any contacts? Well, I, because when I... My dad used to, um, when he'd go from church to church, and sometimes he'd do children's meetings mm. and do some children's songs where there would be actions to do along with the songs. Like um, oh, so that Superman one that... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who used to do that? Was it Agadoo? Black Lace. Black Lace. Yeah, no. <laughs> Superman. That one. No. Agadoo. No, not like. No, about sort of Bible stories and things. Oh, okay. Superman isn't in the Bible. <laughs> no, I don't. Well, Jesus was a Superman. Of yeah, sorts. but did he fly? I can't believe he didn't he fly. He did fly at the end. That he flew up. I'm not. I'm. <laughs> such was the um, pace of his upward trajectory, and the fact that he never strayed off course. It was less of flying and, and more of a takeoff. Mm. Yeah, sort of flying. I, so I used to do the actions. Oh, you used to so watch Superman. Yeah, no, and hold on. On in the subject of celebrity contacts, where does this fit? <laughs> no, but I just mean that that was the contact that my dad had. He because he sorted God? that gig for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> He sorted that out. I had, it was all I, because of who I knew, not what I knew. Well, I, yeah. I did know the action. So that well, no, <laughs> well <laughs> yeah. Emily said to me that she said, oh, well, everybody, no, are you going to say something? Oh, <laughs> she said, everybody's got at least one showbiz contact, haven't they? She, oh, said, she said to me, your dad, he must have known, say, a journalist. Oh, my dad! I just- my dad, he knew a few publicans, unfortunately, they knew yeah. him too. Oh, Frank, I, 
Oh, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to be Lynch. There's going to be a Shane Lynch for me outside. <laughs> I worked at a local art centre doing voluntary work, and I knew a woman who'd had a one-night stand with Tony Capstick. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank, we've had a lovely celebrity inspiration story texted in from Rowena. She says, as it happens, when I was presented with, I like an as it happens as an opener. When Especially I was, if it's Jimmy Savile. Yeah. What are you saying? Mm, no, I was doing a Jimmy Savile impression. Do it again. I like it. As it happens. It's <laughs> pretty good. I, like I think the second one is better, I think. It was, the first uh, one was a bit more Johnny yeah, Vegas. <laughs> it was, that's true. Well, I can't listen to Johnny Vegas without oh. getting a sore throat. I, f- I find, I find so myself sad. straining. <laughs> I do. It, I, I'm going, Ugh, I feel myself gagging on it. <laughs> Um, as it happens, well, I, I don't know who that was. Uh, when I was presented with the choice—that's <laughs> <laughs> the uh, my rest of my Jimmy Savile oh. impression. I started throwing it. Right. Sorry. When I was presented like him, with the choice of three football teams to support, West Brom, Villa, Blues, mm. I chose to become a Baggies fan because I was such a huge fan of Frank on the Bedell and Skinner show. Well, that's Marina. Is a lovely story, yeah, isn't it? That's really the lovely. best kind of celebrity influence. Much better than Pete Doherty's got people on crack cocaine across the country. <laughs> Surely. There might More be positive. a sort of level balance of misery, but at least your veins are all right. Mm. Yeah. Also, um, hi Frank and the team, I just wanted to say thank you for boosting my economics grades. I started listening to I the fall. I don't like where this is going. Is it my blackmailer? <laughs> <laughs> I started listening to The Fall after your constant recommendations and loved them. Then one economics lesson I mentioned to my friend I was excited they were doing the end of the road festival this year. On hearing this, my teacher's face lit up knowing that one of his students was a fan of his favourite band. Ever since, because of this common musical ground, I have had straight A's. Just a oh. minute. <laughs> Can't be right. Oh. I hope he's talking about grades for a step <laughs> <laughs> you have straight A's? With an economics teacher. Um, I, I hope he's not suggesting that some sort of bond means that the um, r- results mm. have been... Uh, no, it's all about connection. Oh, I do hope so. To... No, I think That's maybe... That's you get ahead. It's a mental uh, link of some kind, yeah. as, as made him generally better. Inspired. Frank, there's one other um, text that I'd like to read out, which is, Hi, Frank, may I suggest inmates as a collective name for all those who text and choose to default to the last three digits of their number. That's 437. Mm. I suggested mm. that. That's inmate number 437. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Thank you, 437. I like it. Uh, I like it. So it's like calling in pedalos. <laughs> Have you ever outstaged your welcome on a pedalo and they call you in? <laughs> no? Oh, no? Yeah, many a time. Once I in would... Lindos in Greece. <laughs> Another I'm, story. I'm a stickler for rules and timings. I would never take a pedalo out for longer than oh, I would Oh, you've got, you got my, one eye on the watch? Yeah, I'd be, I'd be on edge. <laughs> Frank, of course he text. has. Can you imagine how stressed he'd be in the pedalo? <laughs> now, when I'm out there and, uh, you know, the swishing of the sound of the, the things going round, and I feel like a Mississippi gambler. Mm. That's what I feel like. So there was a survey that reckoned, right, one in five Britons think that um, fictional characters are real. So people think that think people like Sherlock Holmes and Miss Marple and Blackadder as well, they think they're real, they're people. real people. They were real people from history mm. who have merely been presented in fiction rather than just made up altogether. Is that the same as when oh, people yeah. go up to people from EastEnders and go, I think it's disgusting what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Is that the same yeah, thing? Can I just point out that people don't do that? <laughs> they do. No. One of the they great do. popular <laughs> lies... Is people from soap operas saying, yeah, you know, I had one come up to me in the supermarket and say, you lay off that, dear. Total lies. <laughs> really? Never happens. It does happen. No, it doesn't Don't happen. Don't make me tell you it's how a, I know, but I do. It's a rumour oh. put around by soap stars to suggest they're such good actors <laughs> that, they, that the people have, have felt that they are absolutely real. Bill Roach, apparently... Willero Rocher gets very angry about it, and if he is, it said he subscribes three firm strokes of the cane. <laughs> um, oh. I think Emily's got an interesting story. She won't tell us about a soap No, just actor. I do know that that does happen to. I don't happen. believe so, it. Well, I, I'll tell you afterwards people how I know. Ca- people come up to me and say, "Oh, you're such an idiot," <laughs> and. Um, oh. Uh, no, that is just real. Yeah. I've confused myself with So we're not talking about soap actors, character. we're talking about people like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. yeah. Some yeah, people think that right. Sherlock Holmes, not is real, but was real, presumably. Hmm. I uh, watched um, Family Fortunes once, and the question was, name someone 
who whose existence has never been proved, but who people still believe in. Mm. And these two uh, women, a younger woman and, a mid- and an older woman, went up to the, you know when you have to hit the, hit the oh, counter yeah. to get it. And he said, right, so someone whose existence has never been proved, but who people still believe in. And this one went, Hitler. <laughs> and he said, no, I, I think I think he did exist. And the old woman still hadn't hit the buzzer. Anyway, she hit the buzzer. There's no need to hit the buzzer. She hit the buzzer and she said, a driving licence. <laughs> well, turns out she was answering something you'd find in a woman's handbag from the previous question. That's why, you know, I love people, but I, that's why you can't trust them with a capital punishment referendum. <laughs> that's what I've always thought. We only have this This is Frank Skinner. Absolute. Radio. Frank and team, I have no idea what my inmate three-digit code is. Good day to you, one and all. I can exclusively reveal your inmate code is 491. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, 491. Uh, so, um, we were... Were we asking whether people have ever confused fact and fiction? Yes. Anyway, we we've were. asked it now. Mm. Not get, we're not getting people... They're not going for the phone in today. Some days, when it's sunny, yeah. I think people just want to... Lo- I imagine many of our listeners are on a hammock mm. now, and I see them with a tall glass with um, a curly straw. Mm. Those who have children probably have a bit of orange squash in there. They'll be on the treadmill <laughs> by now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I like Frank. What they're doing is a bit more laid back, summertime, asking a very conversational tone. Frank, have I missed the fall? <laughs> one text <laughs> No, no, in. it's only April. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Um, so people also, uh, I saw from that survey, people believe in Clark Kent. <laughs> now, that has certain implications, doesn't it? If you believe in Clark Kent, mustn't you, by default, have to believe in Superman? Superman! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or maybe they think the Superman is the made-up bit. Or well, they think that's a bit far-fetched. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And that... Oh, I see. They're, es- they're establishing their firm grip on reality by saying, I'll accept the mild-mannered reporter, but yeah. the man of steel, no way, Jose. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think Sherlock Holmes, I can see why they might make that mistake. Because well, he's having a dress. Yeah, they, but they might think that, because he's dead as well, they might mm. think all sorts of things went on in 19th century Victorian England. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I can see that one. Superman, uh, sorry, Clark Kent, I find less. Yeah. And who was the other one? Miss Marple. Miss Marple. I hate it. Elderly people go, Miss Marples. They, they put an S on the end of it. They definitely don't. <laughs> they do. <laughs> well, you don't. Gav, have you ever had anything like that? I was, um, I, as a child, I was very scared of lepers, which I know are... Who's he? He's not No, fictional. no, people with leprosy. Oh, OK. I know that is a real oh, thing. Oh, I thought that was your colloquial description <laughs> of deaf leopard. <laughs> <laughs> Pour some sugar on me. No, I know that is a real a real thing, but it's not really a problem nowadays. But no. from like both biblical stories, and there was a, there was an episode of um, Robin of Sherwood. Did you have to mime uh, leprosy in one of your religious I songs? We did at one point. Yes, oh, a bit of worth seeing. Um, but there was a bit of in Robin, Robin of, Sherwood of Sherwood once where everyone was Michael really Prade scared. Michael Prade or the, Jason Connery. Um, I think I think Michael Prade. Okay. And people were very scared of the lepers and of getting leprosy, and that really frightened me. Yes. Well, I can see that. How many were there in Bournemouth? <laughs> There's quite quite a few, actually. Oh, OK. Well, staggering around. You can't be too careful. So, Frank, I haven't been well this week. No, I'm sorry to hear that. I was very poorly. Um, thanks for your texts. Oh, you didn't send me one. Thanks, Frank. Uh, yeah, you I did, sent yeah. one. Can I put? He that got out? in there. Um, but you yes, know, when you're so ill, I won't tell you exactly what was wrong with me no. because you don't want to go into the innards. Um, but I was so ill that I couldn't even watch telly, and surely that's one of the pleasures about being ill—is you cash in the attic, you know, all that sort of stuff. Mm. But then I thought, well, I'm going to try, and there was a new drama that I was quite excited about this week called *The Crimson Petal and the White*. Did you hear about it? Um, I've seen it's been it's been heavily plugged. Mm. Victorian sort of spooky horror goth fest. Okay, turned it on, lasted forty seconds. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow, they're, get, they're getting shorter these dramas. <laughs> yeah. A no. woman in a wig. You mean before you turned it off? Yeah. Oh. A woman in a wig came on. She mm. had a bustle. She was walking through streets. 
she said, she's dead. And a tramp went, ha, 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 ha. Oh, God. Is I it, clicked off. Is it the life of Jack Tweed? <laughs> um, wow. That's very strange. And can I say what... It could have yeah. got better than that. Can I tell that you why? That is short shrift. I'm going to tell you why. The tramp looked like one of my parents' old out-of-work RSC <laughs> friends. <laughs> probably it was. Probably was. Yeah. Well, you were saying that's why you never confuse truth with fiction, because whenever yeah. you would see fictional characters, they would all be actors' friends yeah. with your parents. Yeah, around at my house drinking red wine, Sherlock Holmes and Miss Marple. <laughs> so, however, it just... I don't Clark want to Kent. see... <laughs> Clark Kent used to turn up. Oh, he was there big he time. Probably, he was probably on a story. <laughs> <laughs> But no, Frank, nothing about that exchange which would want make me want to commit to that drama. No, I, I, I mean, I, I have been... Um, I've turned... I think I've gone sub 40 seconds. Have you? What have you I, done I, that I, with? I was... Uh, I did it after I also starring Max Beasley. <laughs> I mean, I bet we weren't 20 seconds in. That's enough for me. I love an instant decision like that. Sometimes it has to be made. Interestingly, um, what's it called? Crimson Petal. Earlier in the show... Crimson Petal those and you, the White. Yeah, Shouldn't it that... be called the Crimson White Petals? Isn't that an odd way of saying it? Is it... No. That's a Christian me. band I think you worked okay. with in the <laughs> in the 90s. Now, the, Richard Wilson, you know um, Victor Mel. Victor I don't Mel believe Drew. it. You're calling Victor Mel. You went all Victor, cash. Victor Mel drew Victor Barrymore. Mel. Victor Mel drew Barrymore. That would be that would be a good game if you have to you have to put together celebrity names based on that crossover and then turn them into a That's a mixed character. It's the new six oh, degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, so you'd have Victor Mel drew Barrymore say and with with her brother saying uh, there's an alien in the shed. I don't believe it. You got to mix. Oh, you with me? I don't I know. Love that sounds it. like a civil partnership. Yes. Well, one's male and one's female, so there'd be no need for that. Mm. But I'm going to see how many more celebrity names I can meld. Oh, I, I, I was thinking of... Michael. Anyway, Victor Meldrew, mm. um, Richard Wilson, yeah. in, the, in that celebrity's favourite books, he picks the, the Crimson Petal and the White as his, uh, his favourite oh, book. Oh, he's probably in it then, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I don't think he reads um, non-fiction. He probably doesn't think there's any such thing as non-fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, work it out for yourselves. No, he's a, he's a good actor, but I find him extraordinarily sceptical, Richard Wilson. <laughs> extraordinarily. He doubts everything. No, I like that. I tell you one certain turn-off thing for me, if mm. any kind, is any show or a book, and I've done this very early on, if it's set in the past and they say something about... The present. <laughs> if a bloke says, oh, and I suppose you um, believe that one day man will build flying machines and take to the air. As soon as anyone says that, I am out of there. <laughs> that is my absolute biggest... Anyway, we, we best go. Vicky Blight's next. Well, it seems we go before our horse to market. We usually follow uh, Vicky Blight. Oh, no, we haven't made a terrible mistake, have we? Oh, God, we got, got a bit mixed we up. I must have been, early. I must have, it's 5 a.m. I must have oh, dipped no. into Vicky's pigeonhole. Anyway, um, you can listen to Not The Weekend podcast. You'll have to download it. That'll be available from Wednesday. Completely um, different from this show. Um, and uh, thank you so much for listening. And um, as Joan Crawford said in Mommy Dearest, Tina... Get me the axe. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute.